this uh, willingness to try different things and be interested in so many different things? Has that just always been a part of you? Do you even realize that you're like that? No, I do realize it. And it's one of those little things where I'm just like, I just got to roll with it. Because what I, what I have learned um, throughout my life with that is that I've, I've learned to follow my curiosity, even when it means I have to face my fears. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two, one. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of Maestro on the Mic. We're sticking with that State of the Union series, and today I have with me someone who inadvertently pitched themselves for this, and I'm so, so here for it. She's a member of my mafia. We talk all the time on the Instagrams, and she was like, have you brought a new grad on? And I was like, I think I meant to, and never... Did. So we're talking a little bit, and then I was like, how about you come on? And she gracefully, uh, graciously accepted, and I'm super stoked to have her with us. So today we have Christine McSween. You know what? I should have asked you. McSween? McSween? It's McSween. McSween. Yeah. It, you know, it comes out as McSween quite frequently. So I heard some accent there too, folks. If you didn't, <laughs> she's up in Canada. She is a physical therapist. Uh, she says yoga and movement teacher turned physical therapist. Super interesting niche, niche, if you will. Breast, cha- breast chest, infant feeding, physical therapy. Uh, really interesting background with religious studies, economics, kinesiology, just... I'm actually super stoked to see how we tie all this together because she has was thrust into this position, into the, the, the real world of PT, and then Rona hit. So it's been really interesting hearing her story, and I was like, you know what? How about if you shared this with my millions of listeners? So without further ado, welcome to the show, my homie, Christine McSween. Thank you for being here, friend. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and share my story because that's yeah. uh, it's been a fun this... ride. <laughs> Dude, I can't even imagine. Like, uh, these are things that came up in the beginning. I, I think I did a podcast episode with Danny Matei, and we were like, Well, what would you do if you were a new grad now? And like, Yeah, you'd have to figure out a way to survive, but like, I'm glad that I'm not. So, huge props to you. And I'm going to pass the mic over. And why don't you? Tell us your story. Feel free to start it wherever you want. Oh, gosh. Uh... I know. (laughs) I'm a terrible host. I'm like, okay, you take over now. Start wherever. Well, so I guess my journey, like, into the body and movement world started in university. Um, Quite honestly, like, my favorite subject in high school was Biology 30, which for anybody from Alberta who might be listening or from elsewhere that's like our grade 12 biology class okay like our last year of high school and it was so much about the human body and all the systems and i loved it 
Um, but I didn't really want to go into the sciences. And anytime anybody told me about kinesiology or human kinetics at the university that I went to, um, it was like, oh, that's just gym class. I didn't really like gym class that much. Like I loved sports, but there was some things at high school that it was just like, uh, this could be done better. And that is kind of how I approach a lot of things where it's just like, Uh it could be done better. And so then when I get reintroduced to it, I'm like, oh, but I love this thing. Why didn't I know that earlier? Um, So what it really got me to. So like I started in business. Whoa. (laughs) But then, okay. but it, it was, it was a way to get into university. I was just like, I know I want to be there, but I don't really know what I want to do yet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I thought I wanted to do like international development. I was interested in like human <sighs> rights and things. But then when I was in those courses, I was like, oh, this could be done better. <laughs> of course. Um, but my, like my best class was economics. So I was like, I'm just going to switch over to arts and into economics. Like it makes sense to me. Microeconomics is like, just kind of fun math. Um, and then I <laughs> was also taking yoga at the same time. Fun math. Yeah. Keep, keep going. Sorry to interrupt. <laughs> fun math. Got it. Got it. Got it. It's fun math. <laughs> uh, I don't like macroeconomics. I like microeconomics. Like it makes sense to me. Macro well, is not real math. I know the difference. So <laughs> you're loads, light years ahead of me. I'm like, I don't even know the difference there. So <laughs> stick to Instagram. Uh, yeah. Um, the, yeah. So I, I was, taking these yoga classes, the teacher, like my first yoga teacher ever, she's actually now one of my best friends. We like hilarious stories of how we got together. But um, the thing is, I just make relationships with the people around me. Mm-hmm. So like the same way that, you know, I'm talking to you, then it's like, I get on your podcast. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and yeah. And so then through talking to her and I kind of knew right away, like even just in her class that I was like, well, I want to become a yoga teacher. That sounds like fun. Okay. <laughs> and I want to so learn she, more. So you weren't like, oh, this could be done better. She was doing it well. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So then I asked her, how did she do it? I love it. Yeah. Love and it. so then I actually went to the same place that she did. I did my training in Mexico. Um, oh. It was just like a month long and it was super fun. And my my training was really focused on like how to teach, like the principles of teaching. And otherwise it like, it was multidisciplinary. Like we could kind of come out of it and teach like half a flow yoga class. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. But I got exposed to a lot of different kinds and it made me be like, Oh, but this anatomy thing, there wasn't enough of this here. Like what's Mm -hmm. going on in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of joined yoga for the more like spiritual or mental, emotional benefits. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then got really into the body part because then after a few years of doing yoga, I was like, my body hurts. Ah. Ah. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of through the process. And then as I was teaching, I kept having like I ended up attracting a lot of older clients okay. and or just people who wanted to slow down just based on mm-hmm. my own style. And then it was like, oh, but like, what are these, like, I, I'm not qualified for these questions. Why are these people asking me questions they should be asking, like, a doctor or, as I learned later, like, a physical therapist? <laughs> yeah, we're going to come um, back to that. I like that. Yeah. And um, so then that kind of was just always in my mind. And then I came across, so I used to work at the library in my small town. So I had a lot of time to just, like, explore books and look up things. And I came across Katie Bowman's work. Um, Uh, and then 
Okay. <laughs> I, so I was choo- I had applied for a master's in library sciences. So this was the year that I graduated. Or I also applied to move to Scotland. Wow. So, Let me just pause you for a second here. Yeah. Uh, I want to just say what, but I'm going to elaborate on this question here. Kind of like you as a, as a person, right? And I think this will tie into kind of what you did later on and, and dealing with, with, uh, with Rona. But the, you have like all of these different options and like you seem like you're open to these different things like library sciences or moving to scotland uh economics like this uh willingness to try different things and be interested in so many different things has that just always been a part of you do you even realize that you're like that i do realize i'm like oh, that. okay i don't know I'm like is right now the first time you've someone said this okay <laughs> No, I do realize it. And it's one of those little things where I'm just like, I just got to roll with it. Because what I, I what it. I have learned um, throughout my life with that is that I've, I've learned to follow my curiosity, even when it means I have to face my fears. That's so good. That is so good. That is so good. That is so good. Wow. Yeah. So good. All right. So wait, I, I will take us back to the, the episode now. That's not getting cut out or anything, but I'll take us back on track now. Yeah. Uh, and you're at a point in your life where you're like, I'm either going to be doing life, uh, library science. Is that, is that what yeah. term? Or moving to Scotland. Okay. Three, two, one, go. go yeah. On. So I actually received like both acceptances pretty much the same day or like within 24 hours. Like it was, it was one of those weird times. And I received like the, the acceptance to my math my master's first and it was like uh, I don't know <laughs> and then I received the like the yes to go to Scotland and I was like okay sweet let's go um and so I moved there for almost two years now I also had help like my boyfriend at the time was Scottish and was living there so that helped a lot okay. but it was okay. a place I had always wanted to live like my, my last name is McSween I have a lot of Scottish and British heritage, and I just always wanted to live there. Um, and I'm glad I ended up waiting till that point. Um, and so then I let my curiosity lead me around Scotland, which was a lot of fun. And I just worked in real t- in retail, and but then I was also studying like Katie Bowman's work, mm-hmm. and I got certified through her. Um, I when I eventually came back to Canada, I and. I, well, it was actually kind of through her work that I was like, oh, this biomechanics thing is like super cool. I gotcha. had no idea it was like a thing. <laughs> um, yeah. And it just so happened that like here in Calgary, so like I grew up in Alberta, but I like lived across the country and then in Scotland and, you know, but came back to Alberta um, and realized that like one of the top researchers in biomechanics was here in Calgary. Oh, and for anybody who likes studying like cellular biomechanics and is into like stretching or like the Titan stuff, um, that's Walter Herzog and his lab is here in Calgary. Huh. Well, shit. Yeah. So I was like, ooh, I should get in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I decided to do that's when I did my like two years of kinesiology and was like really prepping myself to get into the biomechanics. Um mm-hmm. But I like to lay a foundation. It turned out, like, he told me I could have actually applied to be in his lab, like, with just my other undergrad. Um, wow. But I 
you know, I had to learn some more stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, But the Mm -hmm. cool thing is economics and biomechanics are the same thing. (laughs) Tell me more here. So, you know, the graph that is all about like the like the strength to tension curve. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, it's it that's it. So the graph is just the same thing in biomechanics or like between biomechanics and economics of mm-hmm. like supply and demand of like, here's something on the x axis yeah. and something on the y axis. Uh-huh. And then here's a curve and we can calculate things on it. And there's like an optimum okay. level. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so it was just like, if you know how to read graphs, then actually like you can just translate I mean, yeah. across disciplines. Yes, yes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Keep going, keep going. I'm excited. I have, I have a question, but keep going, keep going. Um, ask me the question because I'm now. Okay, okay. <laughs> so because you ended up going into physical therapy. Yeah. But one of the things that I've noticed is that people that are real diehards with biomechanics, yeah, that's cool shit I was really interested in for a long time as well. Uh, like you said, it's a graph, it's a chart. And it explains movement to some extent, yeah. Um, physio- you know, physiological properties, but it doesn't explain humans, yes. right? Exactly. And like, <laughs> you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> you want to talk about that? Yeah. And I perhaps do. you know, Thank tie you into PT direct stuff. Me, directing me there. Yeah. So yeah. at the same time that I was studying kind of biomechanics at university, I was also. Um, really getting into Jules Mitchell's work, who I know. Ah, uh, yes. You know who she is. She's great. Yeah, she's so awesome. So much knowledge, and oh my yeah. gosh, and just cool. She's a cool person. Yeah, it's um, real good people. So I've done like I did online trainings with her. I did like a, a live one as well, um, and just a super good teacher. But it's so much information. Um, but mm-hmm. I love that she like it got me back into thinking about the human part. Because uh, she doesn't leave that out, which is yeah. super important. Um, yeah. And then what I realized is, so I ended up getting like a, a research, uh, like a summer research thing, uh, scholarship, I guess, to um, actually, I ended up working with cancer survivors and it was working like within the psychosocial aspect. So um, it was within the kinesiology department, but um, looking at um, working with cancer survivors and their like their well-being and health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So um, like I'll never forget the one guy was talking about one of the kind of one of the people who started the program and he was like the doctors gave me like saved my life. Um, these people like gave my life back to me. Uh, and I was like, that oh, makes sense. like just you know like a stab in the heart. And kind of through that process, I was like, I don't, and I knew, cause like Walter Hertz's stuff, like it's such great content. He does work with humans in some, like some of the studies, he's got a huge lab, but a lot of their work and the stuff that I wanted to study was like cellular level, which meant I was going to have to be working with like rats and rabbits. Oh. And I was mm. like, mm, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I want to wait Fair. till like the, the technology gets to the point where I can look at this in humans. But then um, in that process, I was like, you know what? I should really look at physical therapy. Like all these kinesis kids want to do this. Like why why don't I just look at the program and what does it mean to be a physical therapist? Mm. And then I was like, oh, this is what I've actually been training to do for the last like seven years. Yeah. Yeah. And so then I – and then I realized, I was like, I could actually – so this is about like in November. 
and then the fall and I could start like the following August if I got all of my like little ducks in a row and so I did and I got in and I was like oh okay I guess I'm doing this wow this is like I'm gonna ask a question and feel free to say no but like in Canada the is the financial aspect of all of these things very different from it is from what it is here like I feel like in the states like people don't do a lot of stuff because it's too expensive yeah we we definitely so cost is a component of it but there's some things like we have public health care it's not perfect there's still a lot Mm -hmm. of costs that people don't realize like we still have to pay for prescriptions there's like a lot of physio is private um Mm -hmm. It sounds like we actually have a better system than your guys'. I mean, or, like, you could say that. You don't have to whisper that. Like, actually, the truth. That's 100% um, the truth. Lots of problems can still be done better, but uh, we do have advantages. Um, so there's some of those things where you just, like, there is a safety net where it's like, oh, like, we can we can do this stuff. Even yeah. if you didn't grow up in, like, a, you know, more well-off household. Like, that gave mm-hmm. even more advantage, for sure. Yeah. And, like, my it was always really important to my parents that they paid for our first degree. Ah, um, my parents cool. didn't go to university, but they were like, no, like we're saving, we're paying for this. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want with it. Like I, there was no expectation as far as like when I okay. said I wanted to also major in religious studies, my dad was like, okay, cool. Like the, you're, you're huh? here for an education, not for to get a job. Cause thankfully he realized that it was like, no, like you, <laughs> you don't really wow. get a job from university anymore. <laughs> I mean, you don't. You've hit the nail on the head, and it's something that I hope that Corona is showing. Excuse me, showing people, mm-hmm. and people are understanding like there's different ways. It's, I'm really excited to have you on them. There's different ways to go about doing things. Obviously, it's going to differ by country, and that it plays into a lot of things in the financial side of things. But I think in general, you know, as it relates to the United States, I'd love for people to start understanding or like start. Have that pause and be like, oh, like there are different ways. Like, I, you know, there's four of us in my family, four kids, mm-hmm. and I went to college. I went to grad school. My brother went to college, uh, no grad school. My sister and my youngest brother didn't. They went right into the Marines, mm-hmm. uh, and so it's just like, I would love to live in a place where like different options are not looked down on, and it's just yes. like there's other way to do things because you just hit the nail on the head there. Like, most people don't go to university or we don't call it here college. You don't usually get a job from that. Like, it'd be great if we actually just went and realized it's to learn and to, to learn how to think. And if, if that's the model that really started to be employed here. So, yes, it's a, I love it. teaches you how to think. Yes. I, I love it. I, that's the thing is that most of the, most of the schools here they don't. And they're a billion dollars. And you're like, oh, what, what have I done? So I, I love that you're saying all this. So you, I interrupted you, but you got in. Uh, you realize, like, this is actually what all the Kines kids were talking about. You did want to be doing this kind of stuff. Can you talk to me a little bit about with school? Did you, did you, were you like, this could be done better? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. That's everywhere. Yeah. And so it was part of why I realized I wanted to, like, why I kept going back to academics rather than just staying within the yoga world and movement world mm-hmm. was that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even the people in the yoga movement world who are very educated, and there are a lot of them, like, and I yeah. want to give them a ton of credit and I've learned so much from them. Um, but there, there's not always this like trust that who they're teaching gets what they're saying. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. When actually, like, they, they often do, and they might not get every single detail, and that's okay. Now, somebody, like, like Jules Mitchell was actually really good at this. She was just like, no, like, you guys are all really smart, and, like, I'm going to give you everything mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love and it. I'm going to teach you how to think and analyze it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes. Thank you, Jules. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Um, and the uh, – how did I want to say that? Oh, and um, – but yeah, so I just kept feeling that other than Jules training, a lot of the other training that I've done just felt like it it was missing something. And I think mm-hmm. it was because I wanted to work with people um, who actually like who have those like chronic conditions or who are more complex and mm-hmm. it's not just mm-hmm. about perform. And although you can super mm-hmm. like really go into performance on so many yeah. levels as you know, but the like I was kind of interested in the like the basic needs, and if those can't be met, yeah. then like the performance doesn't really mean anything. Yeah, um, oh, absolutely. So, absolutely. and now like that translates into my work now. <laughs> when did you? I'm just gonna give people listening a little bit of a timeline because this is part of the reason I brought you on is because you are a new grad. When did you graduate? And during this time, where you're like, hey. I do, you know, continuing to think I do want to work with people on this more foundational, like basic needs and like, yeah. be, you know, help you be a human. What yeah. the, what's the time frame there? It's exactly what I do. I help you be a human. Um, <laughs> thank you for that, Shante. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> um, I, so, okay, so I graduated high school in 2009. Um, I actually graduated slightly early because I felt like it. Because it's you? It was yeah, because like it's you. Yeah, I wanted to travel and do some stuff. Um, but, like, it was only, like, a semester early, and then I wanted to start university, like, that following September. Um, graduated in four years with my weird religious studies and economics. Then I took the two years off, lived in Scotland, mm-hmm. came back, did two years of kinesiology. Mm-hmm. So that took me to 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, got in, like... Uh, started physical therapy August of 2017 um, and then just graduated December 2019. So you hear that folks this chick just graduated like yes I mean I realize we're in October now and this episode probably come out in November but She's not 10 years out, although it sounds like you've had a million lives, all the things you're telling. I'm like, how old is this woman? She's like 75? Like, I don't know. I've got so many things. I'm only 29. So she's, I'm like, damn. So she is what we would consider a new graduate, having just having graduated in December. So when you graduated and you, you have all of this experience behind you and all of this, uh, uh, I don't know if the word is, what's what word I want to use? Uh, these interests, right, that you've actually, like, had experience with. You graduate in December. Did you have a job? Did you know what you were going to be doing? So I did. Um, actually, my last placement became my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which so the for many people. Um, yeah. So our our system in Canada is a little bit different than the U.S. Like we, um, because like we we have the master's program, mm-hmm. and as a part of it, we get six clinical, well, five six week clinical rotations. Nice. And we, like, we're expected to kind of cover all of our bases in that time. Mm-hmm. And we finish with, like, two back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually, I'm, I'm going to go back to your question of, like, can school be done better? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. And go ahead. so the big thing that I felt was missing and why I felt I also had a big advantage was because I came from the movement world and not just a kinesiology, like an academic kinesiology degree. Yes. Yeah. They definitely had advantage to some of the other people, but there was still like, you don't, there's a lot of like academic, like in your head learning. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There's yes. not enough theory. <laughs> yeah, there's not enough experiencing it in your own body. So, like, yeah, we had to practice on each other, but we didn't necessarily know what it was supposed to feel like. Yep. And like, I always say, like, having a physiotherapy degree, you actually also have an acting degree. Uh huh. You do. Yes. And so then, so much of what we learn is actually on clinical placement. An acting degree. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> You think like some of us are so like weird sometimes because like we are also actors. <laughs> ah, it's true. It's true. I mean, I think you folks actually just listening. Is so your is your program two years or three years? So mine is so most in Canada, like you can pretty much say about two years. That's like, amazing. Full time two years. Um, my program and you have so was much clinical longer, um, just because they liked they wanted to give us some breaks. Ah, I like that. It also I like put that. it at an awkward position, though, where when Corona came. Now, of course, we couldn't predict this, but um, the whole the way we get licensed in Canada is that we do like a written exam, mm-hmm. which I was allowed to do in September of 2019 because all of our like in course stuff was done, like mm-hmm. all of our academic learning was done. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. that's how we become a provisional physical therapist. Gotcha. Um, and get you, get then you. we're like classed as like physiotherapy interns okay. or residents or provisional, like there's mm-hmm. a few different terms and we're supposed to like tell patients that things like, things like yep. that. Um, I don't know what your guys' process is, so I can't call it temporary. It. I think it's called a temporary, yeah. you get a temporary license that you can apply for. Yeah. And then, and then within two years, it depends on the province within my province. It's every, within two years, we have to pass the clinical exam. Gotcha. Which is like that's amazing. You have a hands-on clinical exam. We don't have that shit at all. (laughs) And so that's what got postponed. And so they only offer twice a year. It's two grand. Holy difference than us! Wow. Yeah, our written exam is also is like nine hundred dollars. Uh huh. And then so then on top of that, it's two grand for the. How much is school though? So school. It's about, so for the full year, roughly $12,000 a year. All right. So now I can't, I can't feel bad for your test. <laughs> I can't feel bad for the just bad decisions I made <laughs> about your test. <laughs> In that it, it comes around somehow, doesn't it? I mean, you know, that's the thing here. You folks listening, you know how I feel about this stuff. But, you know, when I graduated in 2010, from PT school, and it was 103000 for all three years total, not including room and board. I went to NYU, so that shit's super expensive to live there. And, you know, I take full radical responsibility for those decisions. I am by no means like, oh, I have loans now. Like, yeah, I have loans now. I'll pay them. It's not a big deal to me. Uh, but moving forward, as we're looking at other things and trying to make things better, this is something that, I, you know, I think needs to be front and foremost when people are like, you know, what can the APTA be doing? First of all, fuck the APTA, but what could the APTA be doing to make things better? And I'm like, the cost of school. Like, I don't even care about the curriculum, to be completely honest. 
the cost of school needs to be needs to change because people don't want to go into the profession or they go in and then they make terrible decisions afterwards in getting a job because they're like, I just got to start paying these loans back. If we had a different model there where people could be doing other things first, where people are like, your background, Christine, sounds so rich. And I'm not talking financially, but just so multifactorial, multifaceted. And what you can then offer your patients and the decisions you can make about what you're doing because you have all this these things that you're that you're pulling from, not just like, you know, the typical American way of like, I went to high school, I went to college, I went to grad school, I have a bajillion dollars in debt, I have to, you know, make a million dollars. And actually, I wrote this down when you were talking before about, you know, just living life and letting your curiosity lead you. Not once in there did I hear this like, you know, I'm going to chase the money because I have to pay my bills. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's very interesting. And there's you folks listening, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money. I want you to make all the money. But it's really interesting in, in how you've had life or what you've allowed, you know, to lead you and how you've known to live your life because you have these different things, these different things, you know, different needs, different things in place, different values there. Yeah. I think it's fascinating. So, sorry, I'll flip it back to you again. You have a $2,000 test that you have not been able to take yet. You're working with like a provisional what, license, whatever you would call it up there. And that's where you're at right now? Yes. Cool. And are you in the same setting that you were in when you graduated? As in for work? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So this is where it's fun. And I think where I think some of my tips for like new grads and mm-hmm. students come in is or I mean anyone at any stage really but if you're wanting to make a change um, or it. wanting to create your best life as you there we go are all about um, you know like really think about like what kind of life you want and what you want to be doing so I knew that I wanted to be working in pelvic health but I also knew mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to experience it because sometimes I've started things and then been like oh never mind <laughs> this is not what I want to do yeah but it was a huge part of why I became a physical therapist was because I wanted that scope of practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. but through that, through my process of following my curiosity, I, a friend of mine and I ended up doing like, it's called a two on one placement. So where like okay. we were partnered together as students on a placement um, okay. and had the same supervisor. However, we actually ended up having like four supervisors <laughs> but they were fantastic. Um, and, um, but like about 70% of that placement was working with babies with torticollis and head shape Ah. issues. So for anybody who doesn't know that it's like babies with really tight decks and like flat spots Mm -hmm. and they often make helmets and stuff. Yeah. So like we would kind of, um, we were like the the conservative treatment before helmets. Although sometimes Mm -hmm. they'll be working with babies once they have a helmet. Gotcha. But most of what we wanted to do was be like preventing them from having to use a helmet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And um, I used to be scared of babies. <laughs> but I was like, oh, this, like a placement at the children's hospital, that actually, like, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I'm afraid of babies, but like, oh, mm-hmm. they'll figure it out. Yeah. There'll be people supporting me. And, um, but I had already had an experience like with a friend's baby that kind of helped me get over some of my fear of babies. And I got to see kind of like the ways in which sometimes that early childhood rehabilitation can be really helpful. Um, and just how fun it, cause like when you're, when you're working with babies, like you're coaching the parents 
And you have to be really creative because like mm -hmm. you can't just tell a baby what to do. Yeah, that's that's exactly why I never went into peds. That's exactly why I was like, it's too much work. It's too hard. Like it's anno annoying enough working with adults who can't understand what you're saying. Never mind a kid that you can't be like, do this. I was like, nah, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah. Are are your are parents uh, scared to bring? Are, are kids still coming in right now? Because it's are you guys on lockdown? Like what you folks on lockdown? What's happening up there? So we're not. We were never on like. So our province, we were on like quarantine and like encouraged lockdown, mm -hmm. but it wasn't like super strict. Like we were allowed to walk mm -hmm. around outside and cool. go to stuff. Like our practice was closed down. Like a lot of work was closed down. Mm -hmm. um, so we were closed for two months. Okay. I think, no, month. Were like, you worried about your about job during that So we time? started back kind of like the beginning of May. Sorry, let's say that again. Were you worried about losing your job during that time? Or you were like, hey, again, I don't know how things work in, in, in Canada. Like, was there ever a fear that it's like, oh, we're not going to open back up or my boss is not going to, you know, pay me? Like, what was that like for you during the pseudo closed down, whatever you want to call it? Yeah. So I was in this, a, I'm definitely privileged here. Um, I have a partner who has a, who is a full-time professor. Mm-hmm. Um, and like he's he was able to still have his salary so although I wasn't mm -hmm. earning that much and um but then also even if I didn't have him my boss um so I came on at a really interesting situation mm -hmm. <laughs> so she was like a solopreneur until like this past fall and so I approached her. So after my baby placement, there we go. Okay. I I was like, Ooh, I already want to work in women's health. Like, why don't I also treat babies? Mm -hmm. Is there anyone else who's done this before? I love this. And then I was reading like the women's health division newsletter, which is like our like the membership in Canada here. And there was this article about breastfeeding physiotherapy. Mm -hmm. And so then I like looked at the author and I was like, Ooh, this looks really cool. Oh, there's going to be a course here in Calgary in the fall. Holy crap. Like she actually like her practice is like a 30 minute walk from my house. Damn. Okay. So I reached out to her. I was like, Hey, like can students take your course? I'm really interested in this field. Like, are you also interested? Like, do you take students? Like, or would you be interested in being a mentor? I love this. Can we chat? I love this. I love this. <laughs> Keep going. She was like, yeah, sure. Let, like, let's talk. Yeah. And apparently, and she's going to laugh if she hears this, but she, apparently she like, she was like, I'm never taking a student in this stuff. Like, no way. <laughs> I'm and never, then. I'm also never going to hire a, like a graduate from my program mm -hmm. just because of like, we have to be provisional for so long just based on when we graduate. Mm -hmm. um, and because as a pelvic phys like I actually need supervision because I'm provisional gotcha okay yeah yeah, yeah. Um, gotcha. so it's actually a little more inconvenient for her than it is for me yeah but it's but when I showed up and like told her my story she was like yeah sure I'll take you as a student let's set it up I love it now we're not technically allowed to do that okay. however <laughs> I, we made it work and it worked yeah. out. <laughs> I, this is, there's something, there's a huge lesson here, folks. And this is kind of what my job is as the, the host of the show here and, and is 
explicitly telling you the story around the story if you're not gathering that. Uh, and one of the things that you as a listener, if you happen to be a new grad or you know a new grad, maybe you're just changing jobs. One of the things I want you to take from this episode is the theme we have on all the shows, ask. So if you haven't noticed thus far, uh, yes, Christina's had a lot of opportunities, but they didn't like fall out of thin air. These have been created. She's done the thing. She's asked, you know, set up these conversations, set up these discussions, and worst case scenario, the answer is no. But if you never ask, the answer is always no anyway. I think that that is hugely, hugely important, especially as we move forward right now. Uh, you know, again, yes, it's different. And I feel like people listening, because everyone likes to think that they're the exception to the rule, people listening may be like, but it's different for me. And, you know, whatever. You, no matter what your situation is, can apply that concept of asking and understanding that if you want your dream job, it doesn't exist. You have to create it. You have to be willing to get a little uncomfortable, to take the time to do these things, put in the, put in the time, and then ask. Like Christine just said, the, the position as a student that she got into was one that her mentor was like, I will never do this. And yet look at what happened so if you're you know you have some time now because of corona and you know you don't have employment or you're thinking about changing jobs or you're graduating really soon one of the things that i want you to think about and i've said on other episodes is this idea of what can you bring to the table and how can you help create your best life i love that christine was like you know has anyone done this can i merge these things together you listening to you listening to this can do the same thing and think about like, what do I bring to the table? What am I trying to do? What do I want my days to look like? How can I, you know, be a benefit to this place where I potentially want to work? And then let me look to facilitate those discussions. So again, I'll pass the mic back on over to you. You asked her for this thing. She said she'd never do it. You folks created it and got around the rules or whatever. And is this where you're at right now? What are you doing right now? What does your day look like right now? Yeah. So right now, um, yeah. So she took me on and she was like at the perfect point in her business where she is like, okay, now I'm getting a wait list and I need to take someone on and I want to grow. So, and one of the things I brought to the table was that she was actually self-taught as far as like torticollis and flathead stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. Flathead stuff. Yeah. Plagiocephaly and brachycephaly for those who want the fancy terms. Um, It's, and, and so um, for her, so, and so she's also a person who is like created and combined things. She's a lactation consultant as well as a physiotherapist. Mm-hmm. And she realized this based on just like, you know, um, as she was learning about lactation, it was like, oh, like this stuff falls under the scope of practice of a physiotherapist. Like so much, so many things they look at, like reflexes, um, muscle, <laughs> tone positioning is Mm -hmm. a huge part of what we do and just like Mm -hmm. giving people the confidence and like pointing out baby behaviors um and um so I like was super excited about everything that she was pulling together um and you know like I thought I was gonna have to create this job myself and like I guess in some ways I sort of did but then at the same time um there was a little bit of a path for me to walk. So yeah. uh, we stepped forward. She um, she actually contacted me in the summer and was like, hey, like, I, I wasn't supposed to start with her as a student until the fall. So because that was my very last placement before I graduated. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, have you been thinking about like work for the new year? Because I'm thinking about taking on a um, I love this. 
of taking on someone. So I was like, well, let's chat. (laughs) Yes, I love it. And I was kind of, I was open to anything. I was like, you just want me one day a week. I'll be there one day a week. Um, But I know this is what I want to do. And, um, but when I showed up, she's like, I want you like, I mean, technically it's part-time, but it's all, but the amount you get paid privately, you can kind of work part-time and make a full-time salary. Mm -hmm. Um, Wow. So, like, I work 24 hours a week, technically, like, that's my clinical base, if it's full. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so four days a week, max six hours. Um, I, I get an yeah. hour with every patient, at least. Like, um, there's some shorter follow-ups, but every session, like, I get to have an hour with a person. Um, wow. Is this all... <laughs> is this all in... Is this, again, because you're in Canada... Are they people and it's kids? People paying, going through insurance is a private clinic. How does so it's this work? It's a private clinic, so they we have third party insurance here, so it usually comes through people's work like benefits. Um, okay. There is like there's public funding for physiotherapy, but only at certain like you have to go to the hospital or like. But in the city, it's actually kind of hard. Like there's no um, the children's hospital, like yes, but then the wait lists are so long. So like mm-hmm. my this is one of those things where I was like, this can be to be done better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. because when I was at the children's hospital, by the time babies would get in to see us, they might be like eight weeks old at the earliest, but sometimes they were like over three months. Uh, and then they've already like their torticollis yeah. is more set. Exactly. They, they've lost their range of motion. They've like, they've got a flat spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're, you know, the parents have been kind of sitting at home, not really sure like what to do. <laughs> like uh, my, you know, that. watching this get worse. Yeah. But then, um, and you know, for some people, like maybe they can't afford to take them to a private clinic, but mm-hmm. for those that can afford it and who have the physio, like the benefits, like use it yeah, and open up those other spots in the public system so that those who need it can get it. Exactly. Um, that makes sense. And makes so, sense. um, now what I get to do rather than seeing them at three months when they're so much harder to work with, <laughs> they're fun at three months, but like. It's, a lot has happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, those habits are a little more ingrained. Um, they're much less like pliable. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Three months is a big difference. Yeah. So Absolutely. I get to, I get to work with them between like the earliest I've seen is like three days, mm-hmm. which is wow. super fun. Three days. Three days old. Now we're super fortunate here in Calgary. We're in this weird bubble where we have lactation doctors, not just lactation consultants, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is like a thing. It's like different scope of practice. Right. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so like people, like if they're having difficulties with breastfeeding, they get referred pretty much right away to these doctors. And um, my boss has a really great relationship with these doctors and they then send these people to us. <laughs> When they see that it's something like positioning wise or, and we're still wanting to like go back and talk to them even further, but like, okay, here's when you should send these babies to us. Mm -hmm. Um, Because sometimes it's like weeks later, especially for like the, like some of the babies who were born preemie and maybe spent some time in the NICU and then they're like struggling with breastfeeding, just trying to get the confidence up. Mm -hmm. Um, They come to us sometimes as like a last ditch effort of like, okay, maybe we can make breastfeeding work. This is our last chance. And then sometimes, and sometimes it's like, hey, no, like we are the people that be like, Kate, 
maybe we need to support you in another way. And mm-hmm. that might be bottle feeding, that might be some other, but we can still optimize their feeding. Like they need to eat. <laughs> yeah, I, I like this. Um, but for the breastfeeding, it's like, um, like when we, but sometimes these patients are like, why didn't I see you weeks earlier? Mm-hmm. And this goes for pelvic health. This goes for uh, yes, across so the many board. things. And you're just like, why, what, like, why across didn't I know about board. this earlier? Yeah, are you or your boss doing more with that in terms of the advocacy i mean you just said you are going speaking to like to the lactation doctors and things like that um but i also know just from you in the intensive and things like that uh are you doing things to for the bigger picture there yes we are working on it so when corona hit we were doing so many q a's (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love it um my boss was doing q a's with like uh like people who run like birth support groups Mm -hmm. um or like like breastfeeding groups um with doulas with like other who else was there i don't know there were so many different groups i did a couple q a's as well um so good and then did you have to go online clinic it became a little bit more difficult and we got distracted i will say yeah (laughs) they were treating okay now we got to the clinic again we got to like focus here but now i'm i'm reaching that point again where i'm like okay i need to go back into like everything i've learned with you (laughs) i love it and get more of this like like just getting it directly to the people like not just the doctors and not just the other people out there and we are like we're getting much more of a name out there for sure in our community but i also think there's people all over like we can actually do telehealth with people anywhere in alberta i was gonna ask did you did you have to go online or did you go online during this time to for treatments is that a thing up there we did yes um but it was pretty much like as soon as we could be in clinic people were like yeah we're coming to for coming to the clinic like just give me the hands on yeah 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 no that that makes sense yeah that makes sense so my like my boss actually trains other physiotherapists as well as like massage therapists. Um, anybody who can't like, as long as they understand what their scope of practice is, she's like, you can come yeah. into my course. Mm-hmm. Um, because we also treat things like mastitis, which is breast inflammation or infection. Um, and like, that's a really cool one that we love. We love treating and we want to do more research on. I love it. There's a big, Another story on the story here, folks, that I want to, I'm going to tease it out, say explicitly, because I don't want you to to miss it. People have needs. Even when Corona hits and when whatever's happening now, like there, I think that people are worried about like, am I going to have a job? What's going to happen? Like, guess what? Especially, so this is a, a concrete example here. She's working with an excellent population here. People will always have babies. There will always be babies, unless we're watching that movie, whatever that movie was. It wasn't even that good. Um, what the fuck is the name of the movie? Uh, Children of Men. It could have been great, but it was not a good movie. Uh, but there's going to be babies. There, there, these needs that people have that we as physical therapists can you know, fulfill, can meet, they are still there. And so what this time hopefully is showing people is that, yeah, you may have to be a bit more creative, And perhaps, hopefully, it's giving some folks the impetus to do things bigger than what they're doing. 
Not that what you're doing necessarily is small, but we see where how Christine was just like, yeah, we have people coming in and being like, why didn't I know about this sooner? Why wasn't I told to come in sooner? And then perhaps maybe you now have the time to start addressing that and going directly to the source and going directly to the people. I love the idea she was throwing out there about, you know, doing Q&As with these different demographics that aren't just the doctors. I love when I when we're in that uh, pelvic floor uh, postpartum pre-partum, I don't know if that's a word, realm, and you're looking at doulas and, and going directly to the source as opposed to, you know, in the U.S. going to the doctors who probably aren't going to refer to you anyway. So understanding the story around the story here of your skill set will always have a place. So if you're concerned, I get it, and you're like, oh, my goodness, like my job, things like that. What, what I'm trying to tease out here and what Christine said is that as soon as as soon as the doors are open up there, people are like, nah, I need to come back in. I want to come back in. You can help me. That's what's going to happen here. If we're not there yet or your clinic or what you're doing is not there yet, that's okay because there's other things you can and should probably be doing. She said they went online. She said they were answering Q&As and, and networking and connecting and building relationships with other people so that they could help reach more you know more patients perspective patients so there's so much so many you know options that you have right now even if you feel like okay the traditional route and what's been in place is on pause right now okay gonna flip it back to you you said that right now you're you're treating you're also kind of getting to the point where you're like yeah we you know i want to do more to kind of get the the word out there um as it relates to you know a better way to do this are you seeing the same thing from maybe other people that you went to school with? Um, you know, what's what's the what's the state of the union like up there in terms of PT? That's a good question. If you know, maybe you don't know. You could be like, I don't know. I'm minding my own business. I don't know. <laughs> That's a lot of what I'm doing. Um, yeah. But there are like that. I have talked with some of my like some of my classmates. Um, like some of them are in the hospitals here. Some of them are in private clinics. Um, definitely some things are like looking different. And I think for anybody who maybe was like started off in the more traditional world where they, you know, were maybe expected to see a few patients at a time, Mm -hmm. right? Like that traditional model Mm -hmm. that like, I just, I knew I did. I was just like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, And so I found somebody who doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, That's it. I think it's super important. There's another lesson there. There's so many lessons around the lesson stories in the story here. And like, you don't, you can, you can build, create, look for, search out, ask for better conditions and the better job. Like maybe it's not the very first one you get, but yeah, let's have that in our mind and, and work towards that. I think right now is such a perfect time for that. Like the traditional model we know folks, I'm speaking solely to the U S it's broken. Like it is broken. So now is the time where we can build something new, demand more, create more, help help people, help the, the current and you know, established practices create something better because it can exist. We see, like Christine's talking about this model there. It can exist. There is a need for it. There is a want for it. There's an audience for it. And that's and, what I want you folks to take. Go ahead. Yeah. And so it was super interesting. Like my boss was telling me recently, or I mean, this was actually a few months ago, I think <laughs> before Corona, but feels like yesterday, but she was like taking a business webinar, um, like f- designed for physios. And they basically said that like, well, you can't have a viable business unless you have like 3000 square feet. 
That's like, uh, what? What? No. That's a terrible one. What? <laughs> so, like, we have, like, a... She has a very... Uh, I mean, like, it's still growing. There's still lots we can do. But, like, the... We work out of a, like, 8 by 10 room. That's it. Three of us share it. <laughs> yeah. You're treating babies. Not big. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, like, we, we're actually moving to a new space in a month. And, like, this is a really big deal. We're super excited. Yeah. Um, and we're each going to have our own room, but we're probably going to be bringing, like, you know, renting the space to some other videos mm -hmm. or. I love whatever. this. But we're designing the space so that, like, we can, you know, continue to grow and offer these services to people and, um, and continue to adapt. Like, it's just. That's it. That's it. Growth like, during this time. I love it. Yeah. And I, I mean, like, we're love it. getting a pretty good deal on, like, yeah, every Yeah, exactly. Right? No. <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. Like, I love it. Like just so much about this story. Again, folks, you got to take what you can and what applies to your direct situation. Christine is not saying like, oh, we started a brand new business right now in this time. I think that that's actually quite difficult to do. Um, but you can take these other aspects of, hey, but you know, I don't want to say merging into, but working with someone that has something that's already going on, looking outside of yourself, looking and trying to do these bigger, these bigger things, uh, moving into the digital space a little bit, uh, having these Q and A's and, and, you know, finding ways to network so that you can actually be growing your business, but also just be growing. Like it's kind of like the, the philosophical side of things, the, the bigger picture, everyone, everyone deserves this. How, what can I do to, to create access to this? I, I love this story of a, of growth during this time. That's kind of what, you know, my goal has been with these State of the Union episodes is that if you want to go and learn and, and read and see that things are shitty, you could do that anywhere. Just like pick up any newspaper, whatever you want, and like hear all the, how bad things are. But there are also things that are very good. There are also things that should inspire, hopefully inspire hope. And I my, it was my goal to bring people on because I, I talk to these people every day and my, my feed, my, my digital life is full of folks that, yeah, you know, have had to pivot and there's, you know, there's been ups and downs, but overall there's so much hope. And Christine's a perfect example of this, even though she still has this $2,000 test that's looming, <laughs> it's there, there's still so much hope. I'm looking at the time here, so I'm going to wrap this up soon, but... Uh, I got two more questions for you. One, if folks want to talk to you, uh, they want to reach out about services, anything like that, how can they do that? So um, our clinic is Vita Health, why, um, Vita Health and Wellness. So like if you mm -hmm. look us up on the old Google, um, and that's V-I-D-A, like the Spanish mm -hmm. word for life. Um, and we're on Instagram as at Vita Health YYC. Um, Love it. I am at Christine.McSween. And you'll mostly find like paintings and stuff on my site. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I'm happy to talk about um, about these things. Like it's a huge part of my life, obviously. And I do think like one of my ideas is to do more like paint, like educational stuff through anatomy and painting. Because um, it. it brings Blending all my it loves all. together. Um, That's it. And um, 
I have even like I've kind of toyed with like what about like coaching or like mentorship to like students and new grads or mm-hmm. I talk a lot with people in the movement community um, and people yeah. like before they get into PT school because sure. they kind of want to know if it's the right path. Um, so I kind of have it's if it's something people are interested in, they can totally reach out to me. Um, I yeah. do. I have it kind of like as a secret service. <laughs> but I may make it more public if it's something that people want Um, and because I do think sometimes like talking to somebody who has been through this more recently and also Mm -hmm. like has different experiences and is like like I like thinking outside the box and like helping people figure out what they're curious about Um, I think that stuff is super important and I have my own website too it's just christinemcsween.com we, and by we, I mean my podcast editor, will link all the things <laughs> in the show notes. So if you folks want to slide into the DMs or check out the website or look at mentorship or get, you know, get treatment or you know someone that perhaps needs treatment, has a baby, needs treatment, something like that, or themselves needs some treatment. Um, again, she's up in Canada, but all of that will be in the show notes. Yeah, and my, actually on our website... Think it's mostly updated, but I can check that. <laughs> um, my because my boss teaches courses in this, um, and she actually yeah, just did one with Herman and Wallace, which means there will be more people in the states who have taken it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and so she has a usually has a list of people who have taken her course. Um, okay. Cool. Cool. I love it. Such, so many resources. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. So the final question then, Christine, I ask everybody and you are all allowed to say nothing because I've already said too much. Uh, but final question is, is there anything that you want to leave the people with? Uh, I was listening to your podcast with Krista just yesterday mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, that was what I was going to say, Krista. Uh, do the thing. That's a, it, you know, it's such a, good theme and um you know think about it too like do a little bit of research ask the questions um and but like ask those questions from a point of like okay like what do i what am i actually looking for right um i mean you always say ask better questions and a um a thing i just want to say to like anybody who is at a point in their life and they're just like i'm not doing enough Like I want, I'm not at where I want to be yet. Like write out a reverse bucket list. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like actually look at the things you've done, the things you've learned, Mm -hmm. even like whether it's mistakes or triumphs or whatever it is, write it all out because then you're going to look at it and be like, oh, damn, I actually, I've done a lot. Like good for me. (laughs) That's it. That's 100%. And being super honest about it. So I love it. Yeah. So we don't give ourselves enough many credit. Things. So many things. I love that you end with that. You started the podcast off talking about following your curiosity or letting your curiosity letting your curiosity lead you. And you end the podcast by saying celebrate your achievements this far. I love it. It comes full circle. That's awesome, Christine. Awesome, awesome. I am so grateful for you taking the time and sharing yourself and your experience and this is a dope episode. I love that every episode is so different. I'm never 100% sure what I'm going to get when I when I go into it. And I love that. So 
thank you for for being all the things and then some i appreciate you big well thank you so much for having me i so appreciate you too and yeah. i'm just so happy i get to like be surrounded by such wonderful people dude it's not by coincidence so many you're doing the thing you're doing the thing just so, so many good things in this episode and relationships and networking i prefer to say relationships as opposed to networking and asking <laughs> and just i love the concept of, of following letting your curiosity lead you i just so so good yeah. so so good yeah so good remember there's a human on the other side so good there's a human on the inside as well yeah. just so good so good all right folks going to officially wrap it up thank you for listening as always endlessly endlessly appreciative we both know that you could have been doing anything and you chose to listen to this and just endless appreciation for each and every one of you not gonna ask for any likes or anything like that any subscriptions things like that that's cool if you want to do it but i'm not gonna ask they ask for today i think we've kind of done this along the, the the entire series so far is if you enjoyed it you liked it you loved it share it with somebody who you think it could help together we rise all right officially wrapping it up until next time friends christine maxween and maestro 